Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. In the living room of her house at Malibu Beach, Kit Mead faced Paul Cromwell. Paul had just asked Kit a question. A question which for a moment had sent Kit into a panic. Accustomed to guiding people's ideas in the direction most advantageous to herself. Now she was confronted with Paul's demand to know why she hadn't told him the truth. Why she'd pretended that her reason for wanting Lisa Fenner's child was solely to protect him from possible unpleasantness. During the past month, Kit had cleverly worked on Paul's natural fear of having his quiet, smoothly run life upset. Had convinced him that the only way to avoid a disturbance to his habitual routine would be for her to adopt Lisa Fenner's baby. But now it was quite evident to Kit that all her plans were endangered by the doubts that had invaded Paul's mind, as he said. Is that what you're planning, Kit? To go back to Bill and restore your marriage? Is it true, Kit? Why don't you answer me? Oh, what's the use? If you believe that. I don't know what to believe, Kit. But, Paul, I... I can't understand why you're so... so upset. Nothing's changed. Everything's the same. Perhaps it is. Perhaps that's the trouble. I'm beginning to doubt that I've understood how it has been. But I don't see what's bothering you. A few casual words from Lisa. But they weren't casual, Kit. Lisa was so sure. Lisa was sure about what? Just what I told you. She was positive you wanted her child as a means to preserve your marriage with Bill. To make a go of it. Of course she was. Of course? Certainly. After all, that's what I told Lisa a long time ago. You told Lisa that? Why not? Surely, Paul, you must realize that I had to tell Lisa something. Something she'd recognize as a good reason. But, Kit... I had to give Lisa a pretty strong argument under the circumstances. The sort of argument a girl like Lisa would understand. But why on earth would you concoct a story like that out of whole cloth? You could have told her something else. What, for example? Oh, anything. That is, you needn't have given her such a soul-stirring build-up about your marriage. For one thing, it makes it all worse somehow. Poor little Lisa, she's so sympathetic. If you've misled her... Misled, Lisa? I don't quite see how you can say that. You know yourself that Lisa was the cause... that if it hadn't been for Lisa, I wouldn't have had the accident. And Lisa realizes that, too. It's only natural that she feels somewhat to blame. But to play on her emotions. To give her the story about your marriage. Look, Paul... You've just said what a sympathetic creature Lisa really is. 
It wasn't easy to to make it clear to her that the best thing was for her to give up her child. And I had to give her some assurance as to the child's future. But I... She had to believe that her child would have a good home, that would have the things she couldn't give it by herself, a, a normal environment. Yes. Yes, of course. How else could I have convinced her? I had to tell her about Bill, how much he wants a child, how, how much it would mean to our marriage. It made her own sacrifice easier. She could feel it was all for the best. Yes, I can see that, but still I... You could hardly expect me to tell her the bald facts, Paul. I couldn't tell Lisa that I... that there's every possibility that you and I will eventually be together. Oh, no. No, of course not. And yet, Lisa had to feel secure in regard to a child, to know it would have the sort of home she wanted for it, a, a father relationship, all that sort of thing. Can't you see that? Yes, dear, I, I see it. You're perfectly right, of course. I'm not so sure. What do you mean? I'm beginning to wonder, Paul, if it's all worth the trouble. After all, it's largely because of you that I'm doing it. I know that, Kit. Believe me, I do appreciate it. It isn't very evident. You say that you love me, that all you want is for us to be together. You know that's true, Kit. Why? What kind of happiness could we have if, if you're going to be eternally suspicious of my motives, never trusting me? Yes, I do trust you. Honestly. Always so concerned for poor little Lisa. Sometimes I feel I'm the one who's stupid. Judging from your attitude, I'm not at all sure you wouldn't like to marry Lisa after all. You know that isn't true. Well, Lisa, you know she bores me. I, well, I'd be miserable with her. Forgive me, darling. I, well, I've just been on a, you know, a bit on edge lately. I... Speaking of being on edge, how do you think I've been feeling? Ever since you talked to Mr. Griffith and he dazzled you with all his legal double talk, you've been no help at all. I've had the whole responsibility of this thing on my own shoulders. I suppose I have let you down. Well, you haven't given me much moral support. Here we are, all up in the air, trying to work out a basis for our own future, and all you do is stand around and look for difficulties that don't exist. If only you'd stop bothering about non-essentials and help me face the difficulties that are real. I I've thought about it a lot, Kit, but I can't see a loophole. Can you? Well... After talking to all those lawyers this afternoon, I can see there's no possibility of adopting Lisa's baby legally. You certainly don't imagine it could be done some other way. You wouldn't attempt to... Do it illegally? No, Paul, of course not. That would be foolish. Yes, it would. It would be dangerous, too. I realize that, but I can't believe there isn't a way out of all this. But how can there be, Kit? You know what Griffith said. And apparently, these men you saw this afternoon all said the same thing. The law in California is very clear. Yes, it's quite clear. But I haven't given up yet in spite of everything. I have an idea. You have? Yes. I think I'll go and have a talk with Lisa. Should I? I don't think you'd better. Why not? Well, I, I'm quite sure that Lisa would prefer not to see you. That may be true. But I'm afraid Mrs. Fenner will have to change her mind. Just this once. I'm not at all sure it's wise. Here you go again, trying to play both ends against the middle. First you're worried about your own welfare, then you're concerned about what happens to me. And now poor little Lisa must be protected from having to see me. Well, Kit, 
I'm playing both ends against the middle, as you put it. Perhaps that's because I am in the middle. You tell me one thing, and Lisa tells me another. I'm supposed to believe you both. And to keep everybody happy at the same time. Poor Paul. You have a hard life, haven't you? And all you want is to have your own way. It's not that I want my own way, Kit. I simply don't want any more trouble than necessary. Well, what makes you think my seeing Lisa would cause trouble? Well, for one thing, Lisa made it quite plain that she doesn't want to see you. Yes, I know. You told me that before. What's the other reason? Well, I, I don't know what you're up to, Kit. You may have some harebrained scheme in mind. As to that, almost anything I think of would seem too daring for your conservative blood, Paul. <laughs> Amused, Kit? <laughs> I was just thinking of a night in New York. Sure, it was frightfully funny. Oh, it was. Remember the night we went ice skating? Vividly. Well, there was a certain expression on your face as you slid onto the rink. Oh... A wary sort of expression. As if you weren't quite sure what would happen next. Hmm. If I remember clearly, I, I wasn't sure. After all, it was the first time I'd been on skates in years. Hmm. You made quite a decent showing, as a matter of fact. The thing is, your expression now is just as it was that night. Like a little boy holding a lighted firecracker. Hmm. You couldn't have stated it more clearly. Precisely how I feel. Poor old Paul. It's been a strenuous life for you lately, hasn't it? Well, that's hardly the routine I'd recommend for a long life. I'm sorry, darling. There won't be much more of it now. You'll see. Before long, everything will settle down again. I only hope so. But in the meantime, I must see Lisa. I wish you'd tell me why. It's just an idea I have. I'll tell you when I see how it's going to work out. Well, if you're determined, Kit, I, huh, I can't very well stop you. No. I'm afraid not, Paul. I'll go over tomorrow. Paul Cromwell studied Kit's face. Saw in it her determination. Whatever she had in mind, he thought, it'd be useless for him to attempt to change her. He only hoped that before too long, all this confusion would be resolved. It seemed so long ago that he'd been living his simple, uncluttered life. If only Kit wouldn't persist in an idea which was obviously not practical. If only she'd accept the inevitable. Now she insisted on seeing Lisa. What good could that possibly do? Paul shrugged in tired resignation. <laughs> 